What up? What up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Padalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, Real Estate Vision with Mike Sanchez. We are here to help you crush your goals. So guys, we're excited to bring on another somewhat local investor based out of Chicopee, Massachusetts. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this podcast. We spent some time before we jumped on to record speaking with Mike, and uh, he's got a hell of a story. So Mike, with that, welcome to the show. Uh, Mike Sanchez from Chicopee. Uh, I'm, I'm a 30-year-old uh, young man, I guess you'd say, a father of two guys, a little boy, three and almost five, actually. Awesome. Uh, I'm aspiring to be much better for myself, for my business, and for my family. Uh, I've been in real estate almost six years now, and uh, when I turned 30 about four or five months ago, you know, I, I started realizing what my true calling in life is, and that's not just to make a dollar, but to give back a dollar, you know. And, that's awesome. You know, today we're going to discuss, you know, what my goals are, what my visions are, and how I plan on getting there and executing it. Love that. And then, how'd you get started in real estate six years ago? Jeez. Uh, you, you know those uh, radio ads? Do you want to make money in your neighborhood? I, I love one. that. I, I called one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I actually stuff. did so um, at a time where I, I was confused and lost. You know, uh, I found out a week after calling into one of those ads that I was going to be a father for the first time. Congrats. And That's me, awesome. I, I'm actually legally blind. Uh, this computer screen here, Frank, and, and, and all you guys here, I, I can't see you guys. Um, I use adaptive technology, but I don't let that stop me from pursuing my dreams. And when I had found out I was going to be a father, it, it, it was nerve wracking. I mean, you know, what is a 25 year old young guy who has no education further than a GED, you know, no real skills to speak of. And with that envision impairment, what was I going to do, you know? So when I called into that radio ad, you know, things just started lining up. And that's what made me call my first business New Reality Investments. Because from that day forward, that very first phone call to now, it set forth a new reality in, in progress. That's amazing. I'm getting that. chills just, just, just hearing that part. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking that there's so many people that would have tried to just uh, – take the government money the whole time and everything else and just sit back and play video games or just feel bad about themselves. But I love that you're out there hustling, working hard every day. I mean, you contacted me about real estate. So yes. that was just awesome. Yes. Frank, you and I have been connected actually in a, in a, in a group for the past maybe year and a half or so with uh, John yep. and you're very active. And you know, if, if you want to be as active as the person above you then you got to connect with them and, and stay linked with them and I'm, I'm happy to be here talking with you um i'm, I'm happy to be you know a, a part of this community and me personally government food stamps and social security is not enough especially when you got a, a, a two little boys wanting birthday presents and christmases and you know all, all the necessities you know and whoever the president is they're not gonna take care of it for me and them so that's right them all about providing them i gotta yeah providing them that great life i feel you I feel you. So you, you launched the company. Where do you start? Like, what's the education process look like once you make that phone call? And how does it get you to your first deal? Wow. So let me see how that was five years ago. I went to one of those uh, seminars. And when I got into the seminar, it was a, it was a free one. You know, I, I enjoyed what I was learning because I'm, I'm a numbers guy, you know, through and through. And when I started realizing the potential that I was able to make in real estate, so long as I put forth that effort, 
you know, I realized, holy crap, you know, this is for me, the sky is the limit. And back then, you know, when I first started, I wasn't thinking about, you know, helping as many people as I'm uh, working on nowadays. I was just thinking about, okay, this is what we're going to do to put food on the table for the kids. This is how I'm going to keep the girlfriend happy. And this is what I'm going to do to keep myself busy. And, well, a couple of those things fell apart. You know, me and the girlfriend aren't together no more. You know, I'm a father now of two kids. But the education still stayed the same. You know, I learned how to get into my first flip. You know, I, geez, four years ago, was it? Yeah, I I took a year during the seminars and stuff. I took a year to, to really digest everything I was learning. You know, and I got into a deal. I was able to raise private capital. Uh, I leveraged hard money. My first deal wasn't a success that I was hoping it to be. You know, uh, I, I made a lot of mistakes and stuff. But, you know, like we call it in the industry, you know, I paid my tuition, you know, and, and it led me to take on my first deal, my third deal, my fifth deal. And, you know, I actually did a deal here local to me in Chicopee, uh, two family house. I did a deal here in Massachusetts in Holyoke. That was a three family house. And. Let me see. In one month, I closed two real estate transactions, netting me forty thousand dollars in profits. And That's for me incredible. at that time, <clears throat> for me at that time, that that, that was when, when I held those checks. It was like Mike, oh, you got this. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was an experience, you know. It validated everything I learned. I guess you'd say. That's right, man. That's right. That's a hell of a story. So, so you get those those two checks. You close those two deals rather quickly. And and where do you head from there? Like, what is what does a day in the life look like? Wow. So, so now the day in life looks like um, waking up and if I have the energy, I'll go to the gym with my brother in the morning. But what I try to do is look over my SOPs, uh, my standard operating procedures for my employees. I have three based in the Philippines awesome. and you know, they, they, they enjoy the pay structure. I enjoy their work ethic and we work in a really collaborative environment where if they have questions, they reach out to me immediately. But I, I have them focusing on lead generation, you know, go to the Zillow, Craigslist, things like that, you know, which allows me time to hop on podcasts like this with you guys, it allows me time to be um, a much better father. And it allows me time to focus on my nonprofit organization that I'm building. It's awesome. And, and what does your nonprofit look like? No pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. You know, I, I tell people um, I, I may have lost on my site, but I'll never lose all my vision. Uh, I love that. It's called New Vision 2020. You know, I, I thought of it back in uh, 2020. And as you know, having perfect vision is called having 2020 vision. So I'm looking to um, help other people gain the same type of vision, if you would, as I do. I'm trying to imbue upon them a new vision, a new vision indicating that they can only if they will. And if your will is stronger than your excuse, then you can, can accomplish anything. Oh, yeah. um, recently, I've been posting videos on the life of a visually impaired person through the eyes of a visually impaired person, you know, and that goes from me being a father to me cooking steak to the technology I use and, and, and so on and so forth. And yesterday was the first moment that it actually struck me that through what I'm looking to accomplish, I'm going to make a real difference. This uh, woman hit me, uh, excuse me, this woman hit me up yesterday and she was telling me that she herself is legally blind and her six-year-old daughter is completely blind. And, you know, we was messaging back and forth and through the conversation, she, she was telling me that uh, she doesn't have any independent living skills and that she finds it hard to help educate her six-year-old daughter who is uh, completely blind. And that touched me because my, my little Isaac's almost five and, and Jaden's three, you know? Yeah. So I could imagine, you know, what it would be like to not really have a clear idea of how to handle that, you know? 
and we're talking and everything. And you know where she told me she's from? She told me she's from Pakistan. Wow. She's like, she, she lives in Pakistan. You know what I mean? Uh, another guy messaged me a couple of days ago and we're talking tech. And he's explaining to me that uh, a CCTV that he has at his job is considered work equipment. And it's, it's a big, bulky piece of equipment and whatnot, but it, it really does help, you know, visually impaired people. It helps me read my mail. It magnifies things so I can see it, you know, with my visual impairment. So he was asking me if I have any advice or anything I could help him out with. And I said, yeah, do you have any Apple products? And he said, yes. So I, I walked him through turning on a feature on his uh, iPad called Magnifier, where he has the same functions as a CCTV, but in his hand now. And he, he, he was exhilarated you know this guy was telling me now at home he can read his mail he can read recipes and this this guy from england you know shortly after this podcast today i have a another zoom meeting with somebody from africa you know and yesterday struck me you know i i can make a difference not in chicopee not in Mexico, not in the u.s but across the world because people are yeah people are listening and, and they want to see how it's done you know so this is my mission as long as i keep my vision alive I love that. I love that. So that that's an incredible story that and, and the power of giving back and, and speaking that to the universe is huge. Um, on another note, I think one of the cool things you touched upon is that you have three virtual assistants and you have standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. So how did you like go about developing those SOPs and, um, you know, holding your team accountable day in and day out? What does that look like? Yeah. So um, actually, um, about less than a year ago, a friend of mine, he, he, he's been really big into marketing. Um, we were talking for a little while and I was asking him, how are you able to take a step back and, and do what you're doing? And he told me simple, every task that I do, I don't care if it's from what dialer I'm using to cold call, uh, what website I'm using to find a lead, doesn't matter. Write it down in a sequential order, step by everything, you know, which, which link I click, how do I highlight everything? break it down into the most minute detail. And from there, hire somebody. Instead of Mike Sanchez, one person wearing 10 hats. Now I can get to the point where I'm one person wearing one hat with 10 people wearing one hat each. So instead By of- By the way, guys, in the video, he's, he's got one hat on. He's right. He's doing it. He's living it. <laughs> I, got, I got one hat on now, you know? And, and um, I have one person whose sole position is to do cold, uh, lead generation one person's only position is to do the lead management with our CRM. Another one's only doing cold calling. And I pay them on an incentive structure um, in the Philippines, their money's worth, um, well, our, our currency's stronger over there. So I give them an hourly rate and they get an incentive for every deal that we close. So if we close one deal per month on the, we have three different pay structures, three phases, I guess you would. Uh, yep. From zero weeks to 12 weeks, it's one set amount. Uh, from weeks 13 to weeks 24, it's another $50 more. And then with uh, weeks 24 into perpetuity, it's an, uh, more money and stuff. But if we close a deal that's higher than average for profits, I give them a, a bit more. You know what I mean? You got to be fair. You know? and with that pay structure, it basically gives them about $12 an hour on the low end, closing four deals with the incentives per month. Which is probably really high for a Philippine salary. Yes, it, it is. It definitely. Uh, Frank Frank's got a little bit, a little bit of uh, insight into the VA world. Frank owns a VA company. Yes. How did you go about like finding the right VAs? And I know that based on the pay structure, it sounds like you might have had some turnover in the beginning. Yeah. Do you, do you have like a steady team, or or what does that look like? 
Yeah, so I gotta stop. I saying, had, what does that look like? I've never. I, I gotta stop. <laughs> how are how are, how are you managing your team? So uh, in I terms actually, of uh, turnover. Yeah, so I actually went through maybe seven or eight virtual assistants to begin Oof. with. Yeah. Oh my god. Because that's a lot. But, yeah, because some of them didn't understand my goal. Some of them, th- their their communication skills weren't lining up with mine. Well, and, you gotta think like a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people can't or struggle to be put in an environment where you get to eat what you kill right a lot of people want to show up to work they want to do that mundane work mm-hmm. and they, they don't have the hustle and that's okay because not everybody can be a trained killer like all or a trained assassin and in, in what we do um exactly but to each their own yeah and it's like i say we need people in in different service industries whether you're a manager uh, a clerk yeah. at target we need those people because when we go look for shopping and stuff, you know, who's going to take care of us? And if no one's right. in the position, then what, we don't go to work. I mean, we don't have a, um, a place to shop at. Yep. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, everybody has, uh, it's like Robert Kiyosaki said in the cash flow quadrant, everybody has a purpose, whether you're an employee, a self-employed person, an investor, or a business owner, you all play a role. I don't care if you're the McDonald's drive through clerk. Your role is as important as the investor who went to McDonald's to invest in, so, you know, so. Right. But <clears throat> back to the virtual assistant, yeah. So I, I finally connected with one October-ish, somewhere around there. And I spent a lot of time, you know, talking with her, you know, communicating daily because, you know, I, I want to take off some of these hats. And when, you know, she got to a point where she started understanding the flow of things and how I expected things to, you know, happen, then I felt comfortable saying, okay, now you head up this entire section here. Now, while I go look for another employee. You know, and then I started getting my scripts together for cold calling, things like that. Started getting um, the CRM built. I use Podio, okay. which uh, it, it's, it's, it's intense to say the least, you know, but, you know, we're, I, th- I think we're scaling pretty well. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Um, any insight on how to develop cold calling scripts? Like, is there a, a, a program that you took to go to YouTube or is it just trial and error? Uh, YouTube, YouTube University, you know, and then honestly, like a lot of these guys have scripts out there where they want to give you for free. But what I did was those aren't I, the money scripts, though, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, no. But what I did was I, I made it my own. You know, I, I, I can't sit there and and use your words that you speak on a day because I'm not you. I, I don't speak the right. same way you do. So, you know, as I'm cold calling, I would say, okay, let me change this. Okay, uh, let me add that based on this conversation. And it got to a point where now it's it's a Mike Sanchez type of flow. You know, not, not not the person from YouTube I got the script from, but now it's Mike Sanchez talking. Yep. Nice. Good so stuff, man. right now you are, that's that's your wholesaling part of the business. What else are you working on? So right now I'm working on um, building my multifamily portfolio. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I had gotten in touch with an off-market uh, broker who has tons of deals. The type of deals I look for are um, add value potential. You know, I look for at least 50% occupancy that way, as we're working on uh, turning over the other units, you know, it can still have enough to service the debt. Uh, I look for C-class markets, you know, um, I, I look for 50 plus, minimum 50 units, but plus, you know, 100. So, you know, that's always better. That way we can have on-site management if, if possible, you know. I don't want to be the one to go over there and look at all the tedious paperwork. I don't, I don't have, my hat's not meant for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. I like it. And I think, uh, what I think areas, the- sorry, Jimmy. What, yeah, what, what neighborhoods or what, what markets, Mike, are you looking at? Yeah, right now I'm looking in Hamlin County. That's where I live at. But I'm also okay. looking in Florida. Um, my uncle lives down there. He's a property manager. 
I'm looking in parts of Texas. I have great relationships with lenders down there. And um, I actually have a few equity partners down there as well. Ohio, Cincinnati, Cleveland, that's a couple areas I'm looking at. But, you know, those, those four main for now, you know, until I could branch off and take on more markets. Definitely. I think one of the most important things that you said about finding distressed multifamily deals is a building that has tenants. I can't tell you how many times people watch HGTV, they pick up their realtor and they're like, take me out to foreclosed properties. <laughs> the amount of risk in a foreclosed property, like yeah. it's probably been vacant three, four years, right? Maybe longer. You have no idea what you're going to find. You don't know what's in the pipes. You don't know if they're going to run. You don't know if it's going to spill water into the basement. Even if a property is like, I would say almost on the verge of being condemned, if it has tenants in it, at least you know that it functions to a certain yeah. level. I'm not saying that it functions well, but I think that that gives you more of an informed basis to buy that property. And I think that's super helpful. And then the, the second point that you made, it helps you cover your juice on your hard money loan. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the biggest one. I mean, on these, on a single family flip, what's going to get a lot of investors, if they price that incorrectly and it sits on the market, I know that we're in a extremely hot real estate market right now, but if that thing sits on the market, that holding cost can kill your deal yeah. on a multifamily. I mean, Frank and I had a multifamily delayed last week, not a big problem because the monthly rent roll is around 5,600 a month and uh, our holding costs are substantially less than that. So not a problem. We'll let it sit for another week and make. And it's fully rented. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. So I, I think there's. A, I mean, like I've got a hard money lender, and he does not like multifamilies. He's like, I don't want to deal with tenants. I'm like, no, that's what I'm for. Like, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Right. I I think that there's so much more protection in flipping multifamilies than single families, at least from from a cash on cash return basis. Um, it protects the hard money lender and the and the investor. Absolutely. It, it's safer because, like I said, as long as you have that debt service, if it's delayed by a week or a month, you're not coming out of pocket. When, when That's it. Single family flip and that hard money is due and no one's occupying the residence. Well, guess who's paying for it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's going straight through. Or it's uh, taking off your bottom line for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the big things I'm, I'm looking to do with multifamily actually is um, my nonprofit, uh, New Vision 2020. I'm looking to take 25% of my net profits from the deals I take on. Again, whether it's a wholesale, a flip, or a rental. And I'm looking to take that money and put it into the nonprofit, New Vision 2020. That Love way, that, man. Yeah, that way we could take the money and buy technology, you know, help educate other visually impaired people, and get them confidence again in themselves. Yep. Because in my community, in the visually impaired community, you know, lack of independence and confidence is, is the biggest factor on why visually impaired people don't do more absolutely and i'm looking to abuse upon them i live by some philosophy okay it's don't let your xyz's become excuses i don't care if yep. you're blind deaf in a wheelchair everybody mental emotional physical visual we all have a debilitating condition if you're gonna let your xyz stop you from moving forward and progressing then what are you, what are you doing right you, you you can't let anything or everything stop you from achieving success and, and i wholeheartedly believe that that's it. So let's uh, throw some questions at you that we ask uh, everybody that we have on. Uh, if someone wants to become a better investor, what would you recommend? Find someone better than you and follow them. Love that. Money. Yeah. It's nice and easy. Yep. Definitely. And you're, do, you're doing that through, uh, through Facebook and everything else too. Uh, that's how we met. 
Uh, next yeah. question. What is uh, one book that you've uh, read recently or maybe one YouTuber that you follow and you consider the must read or must watch? One book I actually read recently, um, it doesn't have to do with real estate and it doesn't have to do with business, but it has to do with being a man. And it's called Cry Like a Man. And it, it, in that book, it, it touches base on, on many aspects, on religion, on money, on fatherhood and manhood. And it talks about how being a man, it, it's okay to, to have uh, an emotional side. It's okay to feel, it's okay to, to, to be understood by people. And after reading that book, you know, it's one of those things that transforms the way you think. And I mean, Robert Kiyosaki's, uh, I love the, the uh, uh, cash flow quadrant. I love Rich Dad Poor. I love all those books, okay? The Intelligent Investors. But this one really did have an impact because as a man growing up in society, sometimes we're told, yep, there you go. Sometimes we're told that you have to act and feel a certain way. And when you relinquish those obligations on the way you're supposed to be as a man, you can, you, you can be who you're supposed to be. Whatever kind of man's supposed to be, is it'll be you. I think that's I think that's super important. I went through a phase a couple of years ago where I started to read similar books. I haven't come across this one. Actually, I've already teed up on Amazon as you guys saw. Um, <laughs> but I read something similar called Iron John. I think it's really important for you know. I think we live in a society where masculinity is suppressed, and, and there's a certain image of ma masculinity. And I think it's important for us to to read topics like this, or guys to read topics like this, um, to become more of our truer self. So uh, last question, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, where do you see you, you, your business and everything five or 10 years from now? You know, it's funny you ask that because I just yesterday, I, I posted a video on my page on New Vision 2020. And on there, I spoke about the kind of person that you want to be and see yourself being in five years, whether you want to be a truck driver, whether you want to be a motivational speaker, realize who that person is, envision that person and emulate everything that that person in five years, who you are in five years, have yourself be your own role model. If That's you right. want to be a motivational speaker, read the books that Mike Sanchez would read if he was a motivational speaker. You know, I can't emulate Frank because Frank has different experiences and different circumstances, but Mike Sanchez knows where he's been and where he's going. And if I can put that whole image of who I am in front of myself and say, look, this is who I am, this is who I'm going to be, and this is how I'm going to get there and stuff, then I think that's the best role model possible. And, and me in five years, I do want to, you know, be an inspirational speaker, motivational speaker, what have you. You know, I feel like, you know, I have a message that needs to be heard. And I feel like people out there haven't uh, gone through as much acceptance as I have. And those are the ones I need to reach out to and tell them, look, yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's it. I love that, man. I think that's super important. Um. So, Mike, we appreciate having you on the podcast. Does somebody want to reach out to you? What's the best way to find you? You can find me on Facebook at um, my page, Mike Sanchez RE. I got another page, New Vision 2020. You know, uh, on there has all my contact information, uh, phone number, email. You get to see this mug. You see my little boy. You know? so I with one hat. Available. Yeah, with one, with one hat. Yeah, yeah. Right? No more than hats for this guy. Don't listen to Jimmy with that. Jimmy has a closet with about 700 hats. That's why it's hard to get all Yeah, of them no, that's why I'm making that comment because I got to live more like Mike. I got to live like Karen. I'm going to live up to where Mike's at wearing one Just hat. Don't wear 10 at once, man. It's stressful. Uh, I'm going I'm going through uh, therapy, I guess, or uh, I got to make it happen. I got to make it happen. So, um, so guys, if you want to check out Mike online, check him out on Facebook at Mike Sanchez RE. I actually just sent up a friend request. Can't wait to follow his journey yeah. and watch him become that motivational speaker one day. Excited to buy your tickets in the future.
I appreciate that. Definitely. Um, one, one last thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody has success inside of them. You know, you just have to be the person to realize that it's in you and find a way to bring it out. And, and that's simple enough. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between podcasts, if you want to see more of what we're doing, check us out on Instagram under the handle The Cashflow Kings, where we post daily advice. And check out our website at thecashflowkings.com. Cheers to your success. The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.